As we heard El read a, a few moments ago, our focus uh, passage this morning is the story of Mary and Martha, which we're going to look at a little more closely uh, in light of God's love for us. Now, we're going to see Mary and Martha as our examples here, Martha being very much of a doer. Now, personally, I want to be more of a doer, maybe a bit more of a fixer to be specific, but I'm not there yet. I have, I have a ways to go. When something's broken around the house, I don't quite know what to do. And the first place I turn is to YouTube and watch something and think, absolutely. I, I can totally recreate what they do. So this summer, I had a poor venture in that. Does anyone here have a, a digital doorbell? Some people do. I'm so jealous of you. I know that you know, Scripture says not to covet your neighbor, but I covet my neighbors with these doorbells. They're so cool. Like, your phone pops up, you can see who's there. So I put in all these preparations this summer. I, I bought one, I researched the right one, I watched a YouTube video of how to do it, and I, like, psyched myself up. I said, this is going to happen, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be impressed. I'm not going to pay someone to do this. I got it. Uh, long story short, it didn't work. So what you see is what happened when I took my doorbell off, and I don't know what those wires mean, but one of them is supposed to have power, and I can't get power to the doorknob, to the doorbell. And I've, I messed with my circuit breakers, I drove Sarah crazy, because I kept knocking out the internet and the lights, and the kids were talking about lights going off. So I did all of this preparation, all of it was right, except I failed to consider the most crucial element of it, which was power. It needed power for it to go. So now, instead of this cool digital doorbell, our doorbell plays, I kid you not, Yankee Doodle. So I wanted to take us into the modern era, but my preparations did not cover everything that I needed. So seriously, if you know what those wires mean, would love to talk afterwards, because <laughs> there were a lot of colors, and I googled them. Now, that was my attempt at being a doer, at being a fixer, I think it'll, it'll, I'll finish it eventually. But Martha, we see in our passage, was a doer. This passage of Mary and Martha, you might have heard it before. If you hadn't, you've heard it this morning as we had our scripture reading. And it can be tempting to glance at these few verses and conclude that Martha's a silly woman who failed to see Jesus. We might look at this story and say, come on, Martha. Jesus is in your house wake up. But what we see Martha doing in this passage, with one significant exception, is really good. Now, we're at the end of, of Luke 10 in this passage that El read this morning. If you have your, your hard copy Bible, it's, it's worth peeking at it here, because in the beginning of Luke 10, if, if you glance up in your Bibles or scroll up on your phone, that's when Jesus sends out 72 72 people to spread the gospel, to share about who Jesus is, and he tells them about this type of hospitality that they should expect and that they should accept as they go out and preach the gospel. This is hospitality exactly like what we see Martha doing in the story of Mary and Martha. Later in the Gospel of Luke, in, in Luke 22, people are asking, who's the greatest, Jesus? And Jesus defines greatness in ministry as serving others. And the way Jesus describes it, 
He's describing what we see Martha doing in this passage, being a faithful person and a hospitable disciple. Have you ever found yourself in a Martha situation where you find yourself in preparation overdrive? A few years ago, I I would have said no. For most of my life, I've been a a receiver of hospitality. Uh, I love to hear what time dinner is and and show up and eat it. Uh, But that's phased out as I've entered a, a new part of life as a parent. It's been overwhelmingly easier for us to have people over. I really don't want to subject three kids just terrorizing someone's house on someone. So we're doing a lot more hosting now with friends. And naturally with that comes preparation. So as we host more, I find myself wearing more of the Martha hat, thinking what time the grill needs to start, when certain things need to go in the oven. And then after all of that preparation, that Martha-like preparation, you got to feed the kids and you got to make sure everybody's happy. And it's really not until dessert or maybe after dessert that I feel like I can have a real conversation with someone that's in my presence. It's similar to this doing that we see Martha doing in the Mary and Martha passage. This doing that Martha is doing is necessary. But the problem with Martha, the problem that we can all encounter, comes down to one word in verse 40. We read in verse 40 that Martha was distracted. Martha was so busy and was so distracted that she completely lost sight of the purpose of her work and the reason that she was so busy in preparation. And it led her to do two things that were out of character. Do you ever do something that's out of character and then in hindsight think, wow, how, how did I get to that point? That's what happens to Martha here. First, she tries to embarrass her sister. We see in the passage there, my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. And then if insulting her sister is not enough, she calls out and, and even casts doubt on God himself when she says, don't you care? Don't you recognize what's happening here? Martha's faithful and intentional work is hindered by her distraction here. And this gives way to pride, and this gives way to frustration, as we see here in verse 40. What Martha was doing was good. But in the end, it was her pride that took priority. Now, we live in a a city here in a region full of doers, much like Martha. So we need to pay attention to Martha the doer in this passage here. I don't know about you all, I've lived in four cities in my entire life, and this is by far the place where people have the fullest schedules and have the the highest ambitions and where people are just doers. And there's nothing wrong with owning that reality. That's the reason I like it so much here. That's the reason I'm staying here. It, It makes for a fun, fun dynamic. I would bet, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong later, I bet for every 10 Martha-type people that live in Alexandria, there's one Mary-type person. We have such more of an inclination, in general, in Alexandria to do, 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 as opposed to be, 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 and listen. There's an overwhelming majority of people here who are focused on an objective or on a specific response to a purposeful calling in their life. And that brings, I think, really 
sweet, unique flavor to life here, and it brings especially neat dynamics to the life of the church as well. For many people who, who fit this mold in this land of doers, we're about to enter a busy season. Whether we like it or not, tomorrow's Labor Day, and it's the unofficial end of summer. It doesn't come until a few weeks later, but our pool's closing Monday, so summer is done. And, and with that, for many, structure returns. Plans resume. I have a, a good friend who tomorrow, or no, Tuesday actually, is a federal employee going into the office for the first time since March of 2020. So that'll be a big shift back to, to structure and busyness. After Labor Day, whatever we're doing, our calendars tend to fill, and we become even more of doers, like the Martha that we meet in this passage here. So as we hear it this morning and let it sink in, let it be a caring and directive warning to us. I need to hear it too. Yesterday, I updated the whiteboard calendar on my fridge and packed it out for September. If we're in that situation amidst our doing, we must not get distracted. We see how Martha's distraction gives way to pride, which leads her to act totally out of character. We, too, cannot let necessary activity and preparations that just have to happen, we cannot let them derail us by distraction, as we see happen in this passage. We, fortunately, have the example of Mary in this story as well, and we need to sprinkle a good bit of Mary's character and Mary's posture into our lives as well where we see Martha doing, we see Mary being. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he said. She wasn't doing a task. She wasn't preparing anything. She was simply being. Does the sound of that, does the sound of simply being make anyone uncomfortable? Simply being and, and simply being with Jesus can make us a little nervous and a little fidgety. It can be a little scary to sit with your thoughts. That's why it's so easy to fill dead space with conversation that might not be totally necessary or background noise on the TV because you can. It's tough to just be. That's why we find ourselves picking up our phones or finding a task to do instead of taking some time to sit in the quiet. We see Mary doing that, sitting in the presence of God, and we need to let Mary's example challenge us this morning. If you're stepping in to a busy fall period or just another busy work week, we've got to take note of what Jesus said to Mary here and to us, when he said, Mary had chosen what is better. Mary had chosen what is better. So what is better? Last week, we talked about the secret. When I say the secret, I'm talking about what Paul says at the end of Philippians. In Philippians 4, he says, I have learned the secret. And that is contentment in Christ. 
Jesus, he's communicating a similar point here to Mary and to Martha and to us. Jesus is telling us that amidst what we think we have to do or what we must do, we need to choose what's better. And what's better is acknowledging God's presence in our midst. No matter what's going on in the world or in our worlds, there needs to be time that we're actively carving out to choose to sit and to be in the presence of Jesus, like we see Mary doing in this passage. I think an encouraging word for us this morning is that what we're talking about here is simple. Sometimes we need simple. The point of this passage, the point of this direct teaching from Jesus, the point of this sermon for that matter, is not to unearth a deep spiritual or historical revelation to rock our world this morning. What we need to do in light of the passage is to see what Jesus is doing. He is pointing Martha and in turn pointing us to himself. While it's simple, it's, it's also radical what Jesus is doing here in, in just a few verses. If you take this passage as, as part of the bigger picture in Luke, you'll see that this story of Mary and Martha comes right below the story of the Good Samaritan. The parable of the Good Samaritan is an amazing one, and it, it demonstrates the need to embody love for your neighbor, love that is necessary for everybody that God has placed around us. So we see love for neighbor prioritized in the Good Samaritan, and then we see the crucial need to embody love for God in the story of Mary. We see one right after the other, and we see further up in Luke 10, Jesus is saying, we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. And we see that taught and shown in the life of Mary, in the life of the Good Samaritan. Both of these first century teaching examples Jesus uses here, we see him use a, a Samaritan person, and we see him use a woman, two people who were socially disqualified in their day from being models of goodness and that needed to be followed outside of their stereotypes. Yet here in Luke 10, Jesus chooses them as two fine exemplars of faithfulness. Jesus chose them to teach about this paradigm-shattering love, and Jesus today in our lives continually wants to shatter our paradigms. As you think about your routine this morning, all that you have coming up in September or the fall ahead, does your routine need to be considered to act a little less Martha and be a little more Mary? I think the gift of worship on Sunday is we're forced to sit and be with God and to listen and to pray and to praise the challenge comes amidst our week after we've gathered when we've then scattered to continue to incorporate that posture as part of our lives. We all need to, in Jesus' words, choose what is better. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. We must not neglect the simple and holy acts of sitting 
and being with Jesus. Even when it makes us uncomfortable, even when we want to turn the TV on in the background just because, or fold laundry while we sit and be with Jesus, because why not multitask? We must choose what is better. We must be with Jesus. And we're going to start this morning while we're worshiping together as we share in communion. You've heard from me, you've heard from us as we've sung, as we've prayed. I want you to hear directly from God this morning. Our deacons are going to come forward now to help serve, and I strongly encourage you, let this time not be a routine where you go through the motions. It's not something we just do just because it's the first Sunday of the month. As Mary sat at the feet of Jesus listening to what he said, this is a special and holy time to sit, to listen, and to pray as Amy plays, as you receive the elements as well. If you're with us for the first time or if you have not received communion here before, in a moment I will serve the deacons and then invite you to walk forward. And all who are followers of Jesus are welcome to receive communion. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to have had a a holy and blameless week. Followers of Jesus are welcome to the table here. When you come and receive the bread and the cup, you can take that right away and then encourage you to return to your seat and take some time to sit with the Lord. Our instinct so much is to do and to provide like Martha. It's a good thing, but let's not forget to listen and to receive too. Listen and receive this gift that is Christ crucified for us, forgiveness and redemption in Jesus. So let's start by receiving the gift of communion together.